Hey, it's Kaylee and Paige Chambers. And this is the Uniquely Us Moms podcast. After our co-parenting relationship being called weird, unorthodox, and straight out of a goddamn TLC show, we decided it was time to show and share our unique co-parenting life to help break the stigma of amicable, cooperative, and friendly co-parenting. Each episode, we talk about how we got here, as our relationship wasn't always this way, our experiences, tips, tricks, and resources, and we share how we continue to foster this relationship. Join us while we talk about what works for us in our blended family. Maybe you'll find something that works for you and your family. What may sound weird to you is our normal and makes us unique. Good morning, everyone. It is Kaylee here, and I hope you are all having a great day. Monday. Um, gonna start off with a little, little catch up, I guess, for the last week. Um, last weekend, um, Paige hosted at my house, um, a housewarming party for me to get some of my friends out to, to see the new house and, um, I mean, a lot of them I haven't seen seen in a while. Now, not everyone could make it, which is fine. We had a, last Friday, we had a terrible storm. We got a ton of snow, which is still here, but we have dug ourselves out. Um, but in any case, still had a bunch of people come and show up and have lots of food and good times, good talks. People got to got to see the house and you know it was it was nice to see everybody i really liked it it's been been too long i really feel like i need to <clears throat> really feel like i need to get back into more more you know hanging out with friends and kind of stuff like that but you know how life gets in the way and it doesn't really get in the way. It's just, you know, you got work and <clears throat> especially during the week, you get up, you know, to do your little things in the morning. Like at least me here, I'll, you know, fold laundry or <clears throat> do a little like light cleaning. You know, you have your coffee, make lunch for the day, get the kid up, you know, have him have breakfast, you know, if he so chooses to have breakfast at home, which, you know, doesn't happen all the time because he likes his Simply Sausage Sandwiches from Tim Hortons. So, and yeah, then you go to work and then after work you pick up the kids, come home, you make dinner and then by that time it's, geez, after dinner, it's like seven o'clock. And you're like, geez, like, like bed sounds great. <laughs> At least to me, a lot of the time. But I am up early in the morning a lot of the time. If I'm not up at five, I'm usually up. Well, it depends really when Mark starts work. Like today, um, he had to be at work for five. Um... So we were up at 3.30, um, 
So right now it is 4.11. So <laughs> early morning. I'm gonna get some stuff done. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the housewarming and then last week I had Monday off because I worked Saturday. So I had some, Corbin and I had some appointments. I had a doctor's appointment and Corbin had a dentist appointment. He had like just a, like a routine cleaning. He got some x-rays done too. And they got to see his, some of his teeth that are coming in. He's got some, um, they said we're going to reassess in another three months, but he, he may have to have a couple baby teeth removed to let some, some big teeth come down and that's fine. It's, it's, uh, all part of it. And he's, uh, but he may, he has got a couple wiggle teeth, wiggly teeth, so they might just vacate on their own accord, which is also good. <laughs> um, oh, freak. Last week too, I had some bank drama. Ever since I, um, my, so I signed all the papers for my mortgage back in, you know, December when my house closed and, well, I thought everything was all hunky-dory until, you know, I kept getting closer and closer to my house closing and, so this is a bit of a longer story. Um, and then, you know, no one had contacted me for my bank and I was like, you know, is there anything else I need to do? Like, you know, we signed papers and all that and like I know how much my mortgage is and how much my payments are and but like I just want to make sure everything's online because this was like my first mortgage by myself and um to find out that my mortgage agent I don't know she wasn't my mortgage agent anymore and no one had told me that um so I was kind of lost and uh, one lady reached out I don't know if it was the bank manager or what but she reached out and she um said oh yeah like, you know everything's in line but except shit your agent hadn't gotten you to sign your um life insurance I was like oh okay well because um, I have um life insurance on my mortgage um yeah so I you know signed those papers did all that and happy go lucky okay cool and then some weird stuff happened recently with payments coming out of random accounts. Of payments that I didn't know about. And which they're fine if I had been told about them. Like I had money there, but um the miscommunication and or lack of communication and the fact that I had called the lady that I had been speaking with over email and she actively chose to only email me back and I physically went into the bank and she didn't have the decency to speak with me and um, still sending me just emails and I did try to actually call her on the phone numerous times and told her I'd just like to speak with you um, but yeah like I said would not speak to me on the phone for whatever reason. I, I don't know what her issue was. Um, in the end, I got everything figured out. They they uh, forgot to take... So TD doesn't take um, property tax. They used to do property tax accounts and then pay the property tax for you. Like to the township or the city. Now they don't do that anymore. But for whatever reason, 
they forgot about that when they set up my mortgage and my payments uh, originally were including property tax. Now, this is why you guys got to look at your, like, make sure you pay attention to stuff. Because if you don't, then it's, they could take advantage of you. Um, but anyway, she, she took off that extra $200 a month for the property taxes that they, where, where were they going to go? TD doesn't take, pay, pay property tax anymore. That, that, I got no apology for that. Like, uh, <laughs> um, and originally they didn't even have my bank account attached to my mortgage because the first payment that was supposed to come out never came out and I noticed and I called her on it. No apology for that either. So end of my story is like, I'm not leaving TD, but I'm not going to revisit that branch anymore because their customer service has gone like I've had mortgages with TD since I'm in my early twenties and been only been dealing with the TD branch in um, New Hamburg and that will be no longer because they, they don't have customer service in there anymore and it's unfortunate. Um, but yeah, so all is well with that now after me pushing. <laughs> so that was frustrating. Um, I also, what else happened last week? I had a friend, um, a friend out to look at the brick on my house because I've got some, um, a bunch of mortar that needs to be repointed, some bricks that need to be replaced. He's a stonemason. Um, he owns a company in Tavistock that does masonry locally and, uh, Hopefully get that done this summer so the house looks a little bit more decent from the outside. Um, kind of something that you can't really do until the weather's warm. <clears throat> oh, what else? We um, went and visited Strider at the new barn. He's happy. He has his new friends. He's good. Still not quite he's not quite there yet he's still still a little lame he's stiff but he's happy all in all you know he loves cookies who can blame him um and yeah now we've got March break this week exciting I've got um we've got Corbin kind of He's kind of going a few different places. Um, for the first couple days, he'll be with uh, Brady's parents. Um, hanging out with Pa. He's got, well, he's got an eye doctor appointment this morning at 9.45, so I think Pa is taking him to that. And, and uh, so yeah, he'll be there. Monday and Tuesday, and then I will pick him up from Paws on Tuesday, and then he's going to go to my parents for a couple days. Uh, he's actually going to have his first sleepover at my mom and dad's, so he's excited about that. He's kind of, he's, he's always talked to them about, um, even before we moved out of Plattsville, he's talked about, you know, um having a sleepover at their house because it's different and 
you know, there's always cool stuff at your grandparents. And so my mom actually asked uh, yesterday if, if, if Corbin would be interested in that. And I asked Corbin and he's like, yeah, yeah, mommy. I'm like, all right, It'd be fun and hang out with my mom and dad. And mom said something about I'm watching a movie and that kind of thing. So then I've got, so I've got a kid free night then Wednesday night, which is very like, it's all right. I'll miss him, but I like that. He, he doesn't see my mom and dad that often and I want him to spend more time with them. It's hard now living further away and Corbin being at a different school and like my mom's very used to seeing Corbin almost every day so it's a big change for her um uh, mom's gonna see if she can't uh, take Corbin to the Plattsville library uh, maybe get some books and um see Kathy the librarian there uh, he always liked talking to her and uh, maybe some of his friends will be maybe some of his friends will be out there and it would be cool for him to see some some of his old peeps um, my parents live on the same street as some of the little boys and girls that Corbin used to go to school with so maybe it'll be nice enough weather that he can go play with them and, uh, yeah, not too, too much is, too much else is going on. I mean, it's, uh, it's going to be a pretty, pretty easy week, I think, uh, in terms of just life in general. I know a lot of people have, have their kids in like March break camps and stuff, but, uh, we've never really done that. I mean, I'm sure Corbin would think it was cool to go to a March break camp, but we've always just kind of had him go back and forth in between grandparents and spending time and and that. We're, we're very uh, lucky that we've got uh, my parents and, and Brady's parents. And like when Brady's, both of Brady's parents were, were working, we, we didn't quite have them as much but now that that his dad's kind of like semi-retired it really really helps out kind of you know if my mom has things she needs to do and because my mom used to have Corbin pretty much every day like every night during the like every, she'd get him from school like every day most of the time unless like Brady could pick him up but uh then as Dan kind of like semi-retired, you know, he kind of, he'd help pick up corporate from school and just all, it's all really helps. Um, yeah, kind of a little bit of an update on what's been going on. I'm looking forward to uh, Muzzy's sixth birthday. It's not quite yet. It's March 21st, so it's just over a week away. I can't believe he's going to be six. 
seems like he's been in my life a lot longer, but it makes me happy too that he's only six because it means I have lots more years left with him. He really is a good boy. He's he's calmed down a lot. Mm, he's getting used to being a city dog. It's a very different life for him. The whole the whole being walked thing is very very much a a change for him because well when we lived in Plattsville, we didn't we didn't go for walks because there was there was a couple different trails that I would just take him and we would go for runs and so that's what he was used to. Like even from being a puppy, you know, we'd take him and Toby out and he'd just run along with Toby and go on their merry their merry doggy way. So this whole leash business is is weird for him. But he's getting used to it. He's gotta work a bit through his anxiety with his leash, but I mean that's a whole that's just consistency and he just has to, he gets very, gets very excited and he has this energy that he just doesn't know what to do with. So when he sees another dog while out on a walk, he, he, the way he gets out his excitement is through barking and it's not just like a couple little woof woofs. It's, it's a, it's a, like a, an aggressive bark. So, you know, this dog off leash greeting another dog would typically not bark. Um, maybe bark when he saw the new dog and then run up and sniff and be excited and wag tails and stuff. But when he's leashed, he doesn't know what to do with himself. So he barks very loudly. And then, you know, the person with the other dog kind of thinks that Muzzy's this big aggressive thing because I mean, he is a hundred pounds and that is not the case. And I always feel like I need to explain myself with him because it's, it is not the case, because if he had greeted that dog not on leash, it would be a total different story. But it it is what it is at this point, and we will work through it. I have uh, <clears throat> thought about, there is a, um, a dog training place here in Woodstock called, uh, uh, what's it called? Canine Shield. And I have been in contact with a, with a trainer. It's just, yes, they do have a free, you know, uh, kind of assessment. But after that, it is, it's quite expensive. Um, like per hour, it's like 200 bucks. I mean, I am more than certain it's worth it. It's just a bit of a, a bit of an investment. So I need to really make sure that it's worth that that I've got the the funds to if I'm going to do it I I want to consistently do it so <clears throat> I will maybe maybe wait a little bit and reassess and see if see if it's really needed because I mean if I can work through it on my own you know through going on walks and keeping it, keeping the experience good. I mean, currently when we go for walks, if it's Mark and I, I do not physically hold Muzzy because when he does greet other dogs, there is lunging involved too. So I, I don't have the strength to hold this 
big beast. So Mark is the one wrangling the big, the big tough, the big tough retriever. He was. Oh, he's laying with me here in the bed, being a, being a sleepy dog. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so, I mean, six years old. All in all, he's a great dog. Cuddly, very needy. But I kind of created that from when he was a puppy. I have many pictures of him sleeping in my lap in random positions as a puppy dog. He loves his people. Which isn't a bad thing. It's just when a hundred pound dog decides he's a lap dog, it's a very different story as to like the other dog I have here in my life, Mark's dog Riley, who is about like Oh, geez, maybe 10 pounds soaking wet, not even. So, very different <laughs> lap dog <laughs> dimensions here. But they're both very sucky, so. I love them both very equally. So, yeah, that's the update here in the life of Kaylee. And I can't wait to uh, let you guys know kind of what uh, page and I have in store for this channel. Um, I think we're going to go over that this week. And next week we'll, we'll let you in. Kind of some exciting news, a little bit of a change. And hopefully we can start recording together. I do miss... I miss the banter back and forth. I miss the, uh, I miss being in the same room and recording. So I'm really hoping that we can make some kind of schedule work, her and I, where we can actively be recording together. Because I miss seeing her smiling face. So, yeah, I will chat with you guys later. Now available through Amazon and Kindle is my new ebook, The Chronicles of a Stepmom. Sit down, grab a glass of wine, and take a journey with me through being a 25-year-old single independent girl to a stepmom in the flash of an eye. Read about my struggles, my wins, and my challenges with this role. You can find a link in the podcast description to get your copy today. Hey guys, so I'm here with Brady and we have a special podcast segment for today. So I've kind of been harassing him to do this for like weeks because we've been getting some questions from audience members about, you know, his side of the story or his perspective. And well, I finally cornered him long enough to get him to answer your burning questions. So Brady, welcome to the podcast. Hey guys, how's it going? So today I have compiled a series of questions that have been asked over the last four months 
and he's going to answer all your burning questions. And if you have more, feel free to submit them and we'll get him to do this all over again, <laughs> much to his dismay. So without further ado, we'll get right to it. So with that being said, let me just make sure that this is going to work the way I want it to. Oh, it is. Okay, we're good. Okay. Technology, it's a wonderful thing. All right, so Brady, what was the biggest challenge of having a blended family? Uh, there's always lots of challenges with a blended family. Um, in the early, and there's different stages of it. The early stages is just trying to get everybody to accept one another, and that didn't happen overnight by any stretch of the imagination. That took years, actually, to get that to work. Um, challenges of a blended family is really just a matter of what stage of it you're at. Um, first part's just communication, getting everybody to get along. Um, once a communication's always the struggle. Um, instead of having just you and a parent, it's all of a sudden there's three of you, possibly four of you, trying to arrange schedules between four people and communicate who's doing what, when. Um, it's always a matter of organized chaos. It's just a matter of managing frustrations with it and laughing about the mistakes that happen and keeping it civil through all of it, I think, is the important part. Yeah. I don't know if there's much more to say to that. It's I, And the, the communication thing, whether you're blended or not, that's, that's always a struggle for any relationship, I think. No yeah. matter how it is, it's... Marriage, relationship, parenting situation. Yeah, communication's the, the hardest part. Um, all of a sudden you add more numbers, it adds more complications. Yep. Um, and to add to that, because this isn't actually a question, but what is something that you feel we actively do to try and communicate better between all of us? Um, documentation. So we've started group chats and try to plan a little further ahead. Um, work on that. Um, I struggle with bedtime, trying to get Corbin to call Kaylee to say goodnight some nights. Some nights he's up a little later than he should be and it's a rush to get him to bed because he's the world's largest procrastinator, even worse than his father, which is saying something. Um, Touche. It's, uh, we, there, there, there's small steps. Trying to keep everybody, again, it's communication. We talk about where we made mistakes this week. Um, yeah, we get a little frustrated every now and again, like, well, I could have done this if I had known that. And those, we still have our little bickering moments for sure. And, but the difference is we try to bring them up as a, a conversation. Yes, everybody knows you're not happy about it, but it's conversation and try to find a solution. So group chat's one of the solutions we've come up with. Seems to be a little better. Um, we rely on grandparents for a lot of babysitting on both sides. So again, it's, we have to communicate with them too, and they can't always make up their mind what days work. And so that's always a struggle as well, but it's just talk it out and plan A, plan B and plan C, because you're probably going to need all of them at some point. Okay. So to go with that question, what is the biggest perk of being in a blended family? Um, date nights and time to yourself. Date nights is not something we necessarily take advantage of as often as we could, but we're not overly out and about social people. We live out in the country. Everywhere is a bit of a drive for us. We both work hard, um, but have you dogs. have guaranteed nights to yourself or a guaranteed weekend, or it's easier to juggle that. 
you don't have to find a babysitter because there's always mom or dad or it gives you the option it does give you a little bit of freedom that way um as far as advantages go that's probably the biggest one How do you handle conflict or discipline issues? Um, we always talk about it first. Um, Kaylee and I, even before her and Paige were close again, and this has been something that has happened between us right from the day we separated, but we agreed right from the day we separated that parenting came first and our disagreements and our personal views of each other were always secondary. So whenever there was an issue with Corbin, we always talked about it. Um, even with her previous boyfriends or with Paige, if there was going to be disciplinary action, we always tried to agree upon what was fair, what it should be, and it was always the same in both households. If he messed up and he was grounded from screens at her house, then he was grounded from screens here. And that was it. It's, there, there is no in-between. Um, if you're not on the same page and you're constantly battling with two sets of rules it makes parenting really really hard because they're going to play favorites and they're going to play you guys against each other and that's never going to work it's not good for the kid it's not good for your guys relationship it's not good for your guys relationship with the kid that kind of thing will never work in my opinion and uh we've always we've done a fairly good job of trying to steer clear of it and Kudos to her because she's been really easy to deal with on that and it, it's worked really really well for us. I think we have a pretty well-rounded little gentleman most of the time when he's not being a little pain in the butt. Um, we get lots of compliments on how polite he is and so on and I think it's worked out well for us and I think that's the secret in order to parent co-parent together well is you got to be on the same page and you can't be playing one against another. It has to be the same set of rules. So this one's kind of going back to like our earlier days, but somebody asked, you know, in a normal situation, um, dating's really easy, but how hard was it to integrate Paige into like a co-parenting and family relationship right off the hop? Our situation's a little unique. It's not like... Um, it's not like we were dating necessarily it's it's kind of a unique situation we knew each other already corbin knew her already Paige and kaylee knew each other already i knew your was, family already yeah it's, it's a little different i honestly can't speak to having to do that there was still challenges with it trying to get everybody to accept the situation um and that sort of thing but our situation was a little different because everybody already knew it as far as to when to introduce a dating partner to your ex or when to introduce a dating partner to your children, I, I don't have an answer for any of that. Um, honestly, it's that, that's a personal preference, I think, in any situation. You gotta, you gotta go with your heart and your gut on that, and you gotta go with your level of comfort. If you think they're gonna hang around, then you can speed that up if you're a little unsure then you should wait a little while um at the end of the day it should always be all about the kids and i think that's that's always number one families first in any regards i mean there's been times that pages had parenting views slightly different than mine and there's been times i think she's been a little hard on them and 
I call it when I see it and we chat about it. Um, it's it's kind of one of those things that it's you you gotta you gotta trust you. You can't rely on others for those answers. Yeah, everybody's situation is unique, and I mean that's partially why we named this uniquely us because it our story is very unique to us. Our and we can situation only share. is very very odd, and it's very very hard for most people to understand. Um, had a lot of scrutiny from friends, little from family, and it took a while for everybody to get the bigger picture. And at the end of the day, you got to look after you and you got to make sure you're happy. And if what you're doing is what you think is going to make you happy, then stick with it. What do you do for fun? Anything I can outside. I ice fish, I hunt, I ATV, um, fish in the summer. I play horseshoes. We have a trailer, play horseshoes. Um, we do a little bit of hiking here and there. Um, don't think I'm some kind of super athlete or anything like that. Generally, anything I do involves a beer in my hand. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I just like being outside. I'm not a screen guy. Winter time when I get cooped up. This year has been a crappy year for ice fishing, so there hasn't been a whole lot of that going on. Well, we have no ice locally, and it's a long drive to any lakes around here, so... Um, this year has been a little bit of video games, which is something Corbin and I can bond over. We play some games together at night, but, uh, I hang out in the garage a lot, like to throw darts, um, went curling for the first time the other day, and that's something I'll do again. I can't believe how sore I am. Who would have thought curling would make you sore, but that's, uh, just kind of some of the stuff we do. Some of the stuff Brady does, let me be clear about this. <laughs> She's got horses. <laughs> Uh, what is your favorite thing to do with Corbin and Paige? Um, favorite thing we do together, because we all have vastly different interests. Um, Corbin and I have a bunch of stuff we do together individually, the two of us. Sometimes Paige comes along, but, um, say we go ice fishing, rent a cottage, she'd much rather be curled up by the fire reading a book than on the ice fishing. Not to say she won't come out every now and again. Um, we do like our fall hikes. And winter walks, and I'd say that's probably one of my favorite things that the three of us do together. We do them in the summer too at the trailer. We'll do trail hikes and stuff like that through some of the trails there, but uh, taking our herd of four dogs out and walking as a family is probably one of the, the favorite things. And spending time at the trailer. We have no screens, no TVs at the trailer, um, so that's something we do all summer. Camping every now and again. Camping's always fun with the three of us. Mm -hmm. Those would probably be the biggest ones. To be clear, we only re recently in the last year have gotten a herd of four dogs. So, like, we're still adapting. <laughs> Let's be very clear about that. We've always that. had dogs. We've always had dogs. Just four has kind of been... The walks have gotten more interesting. Yeah, yeah they definitely have. <laughs> How do you handle outside perspectives on co-parenting and your unique situation? Um, I take everything with a grain of salt. I've been self-employed for 17 years. Um, I started my company very young. I made very good money very young. Don't think I'm wealthy by any means. I scratch and claw paycheck to paycheck like the rest of us. Just when I was young and still living at home making good money, I had things that others didn't. ATVs and a nice truck and my money should have been saved up and probably gone somewhere else and maybe I'd be a little further ahead now too. But um, There's always been outside perspectives and I usually tend to ignore them. Um, it, I never kind of ever let that stuff get under my skin. 
people are going to be people and the more you look like you're succeeding the more they're going to trash talk you and put you down and that has been my experience my whole life if somebody's talking about you it probably means you're doing something right and they're jealous of your situation um, I tend to ignore it. I don't take a lot of it. You know what? What worked for them may not work for you. As long as what you're doing is what you think is right, stick with it. Ignore the rest. Haters will be haters. That's the way life will always be. Um, there's always bullies out there. There's opinionated people. Everybody always thinks they're right. And I'm no different. I'm one of the most opinionated people out there. And I've... I just distance myself from people that I don't necessarily agree with and honestly my life's gotten a lot simpler since I started doing that. I've got a pretty good group of friends around me now, we're all pretty like-minded and if you, if you start cutting dead weight and people that only use you, eventually you'll find the people that are think the same way as you and you'll find that there's a lot of people out there that'll be there for you and understand your situation and support you. And it's, uh, if people are constantly talking shit across your back, behind your back, I, you know what, you don't need them. I've said numerous times on this podcast that, you know, it's about surrounding yourself by people who are going to lift you up and be there at the same energy level as you and push you forward rather yeah. than pull you back. You, you might feel alone for a little while. Um, you got to put yourself out there. You got to find something to get out there to meet new people. Um, that was a hard thing for me, uh. I, I'm a very social person when I'm forced into that situation and I can get along with just about anybody, but I kind of a borderline recluse at the same point in time. So one of the greatest things I did this year was we joined a dart, I, I joined a dart league in town and with uh, one of the guys Paige works with and uh, him and I get along great and met a whole bunch of new people and it's kind of really opened up some new friendships and few other things horseshoes um getting the trailer at the trailer park we have an amazing family we call them around the trailer um half over half of them attended our wedding and they've been here through different things helped us get ready for it and help us close the trailer and i've helped them build decks and it's uh somebody needs a hand around there everybody's in to help it's uh a trailer park is a really unique place it's uh a group of like-minded people and it's a kind of a funny spot to find people that everybody's interested in the same things usually drinking beer and having fun usually unless you're me and you don't drink beer but that's just me um what do you do for a living i am a flooring installer slash contractor i have spent the last 17 years of my life generally more or less straight flooring installation um generally high-end housing so we live in ontario canada um most of my housing market that i've worked in particularly the last say 12 years has been the million dollar to three million dollar mark um tend to do more higher end housing i don't have much use for the low end that's not to say i haven't done a bunch of row housing cookie cutter stuff um, when the work comes through, some days you just fit it in and make it work. Um, I specialize in ceramic tile. Um, I do a lot of hardwood and vinyl plank on top of that. Um, the last year and a half, two years, I've broken off and moved more towards the renovation side. 
Um, currently 35 years old and 17 years of doing this, it's not getting any easier on the body. So I find the renovations to be a little less, little less work, um, slower pace, gives me a little more time. I don't have to work quite as hard every day. So it's moved into specializing into bathroom renovations and smaller home renovations. Um, 90% of a bathroom's flooring anyways. I'm, my dad was a general contractor growing up, so I grew up with it. So renovations wasn't a big leap, but that is what I do. Um, what is the biggest value you brought from your own experience as a child into parenthood? Um, consistency. Consistency, consistency, consistency. Um, my dad and my mom were both very consistent. There's always the same set of rules and there was very little gray area. It's, uh, they're fairly lenient. They weren't hard ass parents by any means, but no meant no. Um, from both sides, it wasn't ask mom, then go ask dad or ask dad, then go ask mom. They were always very much on the same page. Um, my dad was a professional horse trainer for a long time and he said that was one of the biggest things he learned training horses is it can't be okay one minute not okay the next and the, I love training dogs hence probably part of the reason why we have so many here I wish I had more time to train them because maybe they don't listen a little better but uh, it's same thing with a dog it cannot be okay one second and not the next they do not understand that and children are no different it you, it, it cannot be okay one second and not the next. It has to, if you're consistent, they understand the rules and then the boundaries are set. And they won't even ask anymore. It's if you wonder why you get hounded for treats at the store, it's because it was okay one second and not the next. It's if they get a treat, you surprise them at the end. If they get everything they ask for on a shopping trip or you buy them something 90% of the time you're out, they're going to throw a temper tantrum the one time you say no. And that will happen 100% of the time, I can promise you that. You have to be consistent and you have to explain why. You can't get mad, you can't yell. It has to be an explanation and a conversation. I'm not big on yelling, not to say I don't do it. Kids push buttons, every kid gets yelled at. And if they don't, then they don't know when enough is enough either. Sometimes you gotta yell at them to scare them to get your point across. I'm not against that either, or the odd smack on the ass if they really step out of line. And it's... It's been very, very rare here. Um, I can think of like twice I was spanked Corbin, and that's fortunate. I'm glad that's it, but he knows not to push buttons either. Um, respect is something we demand around here. We push push manners. Yes, sir. Yes, Dad. Please, thank you. Like You, you have manners, you're going to use them. I expect to use them at other people's houses, and if you're not using them at home, I don't know you're using them somewhere else. So we, uh, we really push for that, but it's honestly, that's probably the biggest ones. Just, you just got to be consistent. You make a decision, stick with it. And it has to be the same every time. It can't be okay one second and not the next. Ready for the next one? I guess so. Bring you have two more left. I don't yeah. know. Can you handle it? I'm running out of <laughs> beer here, but. <laughs> um, okay. So this person says, so you have four dogs. What's that like? Absolute chaos. <laughs> Today's maybe a bad day to ask that. <laughs> Absolute chaos is what it can be. I honestly, we have four very young dogs. So it's, they're all learning. My lab is the oldest one in the house. No, he is. Oh, well, Charlie's the oldest in the house, but he's a little three pound Yorkie. 
who does whatever the hell he wants when he wants, and he gets away with it because he's a three-pound Yorkie. <laughs> the other three dogs that are actual dogs, um, they're all young. She'll be two on March 27th. Yeah, like, they're all under two. Yeah. So it's it's a learning curve, but it's kind of been good. The labs train very well. I use her for hunting. She's been hunting since she was eight months old. She'll sit, heel, walk beside you, all off leash, jump in my arms at command. Um, she's kind of been the ringleader to make sure the other ones behave. <laughs> so really she, uh, she, with one dog that listens really, really well, it makes the rest easy. Bedtime, on the other hand, is a disaster <laughs> because they all sleep in the bed and we have a queen bed and some nights they're all really good and they know their place and they all find their spot at the bottom of the bed and other nights they decide to be puppies and want to climb on you and lick you to death and then decide to sleep sideways. So that bedtime is probably the biggest disaster of dogs and then the odd chaos our house is in when we come home. And they all decided to have a frap attack on the same day and shred half their dog toys. And you have six inches of stuffing in the <laughs> kitchen and chewed this and chewed that. And fortunately, 99% of the chewed stuff has been their stuff. And maybe the odd envelope and some papers. But lately, this week's been a rough week. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. The last week's been a rough week. There's just, yeah, you just walk in the door and grab the broom on your way through because you know you're sweeping something up <laughs> so yeah it's it's a headache but i love dogs and currently there's one sleeping on the couch beside me the youngest one the puppy's sprawled out on the floor i can't see the lab oh, she's passed out behind the puppy and charlie's sitting behind us for the most part they're all pretty calm dogs when we're home uh, i'm sensing a little separation anxiety when we're not maybe <laughs> but that's, uh, yeah, life of four dogs. We we love our pets. We love our animals. It's... So to put in perspective, Charlie is five. Marley will be two on March 27th. Macy will be two on June 20th. Yeah. And Rip is 18 weeks. Yeah, chaos. Yeah. One dog I wanted, for sure. The other one I was kind of asked about, and the third one just showed up and well, never so left. He. Charlie just showed up and never left. I told you you weren't allowed to keep him. He was supposed to go back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just about better. Another month and we'll give him back. Yeah, that happened. Yeah. She keeps coming home with dogs and they keep staying. <laughs> As it was so eloquently said at our wedding, you know, Brady will help all the humans and bend over backwards and I will collect the animals. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Kevin. It's very, very, very true. Anybody needs anything, I'll be the first to help them. And... That's not to say I won't. I just will help the animals first. Yes, you will. Yes. Yeah. Two people drowning, a man and his dog. The dog gets rescued first. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> man should know how to swim. Fucking right they should. Anyways. All right. Final question. So, Kaylee and Paige have been doing this for a while now. How do you feel about it? <laughs> I don't have an issue with any of it. Um, I was a little hesitant at first. Um, throwing my whole life online, but, uh, I'm not ashamed of any of it and I got nothing to hide. And at the end of the day, if it helps some other people, I hear all these horror stories. I got buddies going through some of it. Um, Kaylee's new boyfriend, Mark being another one that he's got kind of a tough situation from time to time. Um, it's not easy to get along all the time. And there's a lot of people with that problem. If this helps other people learn to get along. 
and learn to make their lives easier. It's easier for both parties. It's not just easier for one. It's not a one-sided thing. It's easier for everybody if everybody can get along. Um, I wasn't nuts about it at first, but I kind of had to take a step back and Paige, when she's like a dog on a bone, she gets on something and her mind's made up, then it's made up. So I, I support her. It's, I always support her when she makes up her mind. If she got that much passion for something, then that's what you do. You don't always have to agree with it. You just got to be there. So I, uh, personally, I hate this sort of stuff. I hate Publicly speaking, I hate, definitely hate being on videos. You Yeah, he really thought that this was going to be a video. And yeah, I, was like, no, I really you just had to psych the... myself up for that shit, but no. He was psyching it's... himself up thinking it was a video, and I'm like, yeah. you're just talking no, to a I'm phone. No, talking into a phone, I don't know, it's, it's, I used to have a motorcycle, and I sold it because I couldn't drive without a destination, and sitting here talking to a cell phone feels almost the same way to me, so <laughs> I find it very, very difficult, um, but I support them, if. Uh, you guys are getting something out of this then I will sit down and do these videos and or phone conversations or podcasts or whatever the hell we're calling these damn things um, I will sit down and do them as long as you guys think you're getting something out of them alright that's all I got for you that's all I got? Yeah. I'm off the hook? You that's are. good because I got an empty beer oh shit well thank you for coming on and you guys got more questions fire away I will uh, try to make time and answer them as best we can Absolutely. You guys, for those of you that follow the podcast, you know we are animal lovers to our core. You also know that we are huge hashtag adopt don't shop people. And we have rescues of our own. With that being said, one of our rescues was special enough to come from an organization which we are super proud to support, which is Rebel Dog Rescue. They are a rescue based out of the Niagara region who bring up many dogs from the Texas area that without them would probably be euthanized um, very quickly. So they're rehomed and found uh, places in Canada and loving families. And just so you know, like the ratio of dogs to humans in Texas is absolutely insane. Like these shelters are packed full and unfortunately every day they have to euthanize because they're just so full that they have so many intakes that they can't take on more without euthanizing so with that being said today i really wanted to bring a spotlight on one of the dogs that they have at the rescue and her name is frida and she is a three to four year old shepherd cross um she really does look like a shepherd guy she's pretty freaking cute she's about 65 pounds and she is looking for her home and if you have any interest check her out. You can see her on their Instagram or check her out on their uh, adoption site, which is www.rebeldogrescue.com. Thanks guys for tuning into today's episode. If you loved this episode, share it with a friend or post it on social media. Be sure to tag us as we would love to thank you personally. Again, we are so grateful for the support and we look forward to next week. Have a great week, guys.